From the red and black, this is the front page. Today is Monday, November 23rd. In this week's episode, we interview contributor Simran Malhotra about her story on how the COVID-19 pandemic has disproportionately affected the black community, both in Athens and in the United States as a whole. And joining me on the show is Simran Malhotra, a contributor for the Red and Black. So Simran, thank you so much for hopping on the show. And I guess first to start off with, can you go a little more in depth and tell me what your story is about? Yeah, so I wrote about COVID-19, the pandemic pretty much heightening health disparities in the Black community. Uh, I highlighted these disparities not only in a nationwide story, but also in a more local level in Athens. So it's something that we kind of take for granted living in Athens as students. We don't really think about the actual people living here, the healthcare disparities that they face. So I wanted to really bring that to light and talk to some students and, and healthcare professionals professionals and go from there. And you mentioned COVID-19 heightening the disparities in the Black community. So did you find that there already were disparities between healthcare and the Black community? Yes, and that was one of the main things. Most of the cases that end up coming to hospitals that are to do with COVID-19 rely on underlying conditions. And these underlying conditions have existed in African Americans a lot more than they've existed in white people. So this definitely came to light um, more in in the COVID-19 era during 2020. But these disparities have been prevalent for decades of years. It started from the the roots of our nation. So you mentioned very briefly about the history of health disparities in the Black community. So why do you think there has been so many health disparities and why do you think there still are health disparities in our country? Yeah, so these disparities occur because this these is this is generations of pain and inequality and segregation. I mean, if we go back to around uh, the 1920s, 1930s, there was residential segregation where more hospitals were actually placed near white neighborhoods. And this is still something that occurs in many places in the nation today. So a lot of unequal treatment or medical racism occurs in these small rural counties, which is affecting Uh, black people a lot more than than white people. And this has occurred, again, uh, before COVID-19 too. So if you take something like heart disease or mental health or maternal health or diabetes, obesity, all of these issues in the healthcare system affect black communities in the United States a lot more than white communities. And it's also to do with the lack of representation that we have from the black community in the healthcare field. You just briefly mentioned medical racism there, but you go into a lot more depth of that in your article. So can you explain what medical racism is? Yeah, so medical racism can be taken in different ways. According to the YWCA, the Young Women's Christian Association, medical racism is practically like the systematic and pervasive racism against people of color within the medical system. But if you talk to a lot of the public health professionals, which I had uh, the ability to do so gratefully, uh, Dr. Paula Davis Allwell, she also mentioned that most of these studies done on medical racism are actually called unequal treatment. But what essentially is happening here is we see this injustice that makes Black people a lot less healthy, and there's an inequality of racial health coverage and the biases that healthcare professionals 
pretty much carry toward people of color in the treatment. So there's about only 5% of all physicians, according to the AMCA, that are, are, are Black. Only 5% of all physicians in the United States are Black. So this obviously is is something that we need to fix. We need to make sure that more African-American children are going into the STEM fields and learning about these health disparities so they can change the world and help their fellow communities. Kind of taking it more present day, how has COVID-19 heightened these medical disparities that have been in our country for so long? So COVID-19, most of the people who end up going to the hospital have underlying conditions. And this is what studies have been showing us for a long time. So if we look back in history, healthcare issues, or especially these underlying conditions that you see in COVID-19, a lot of them are stuff like health disease, asthma, obesity, diabetes, or anything like that. So when you look at COVID-19, and you see that more hospitalizations, especially in Athens, there's a lot more hospitalizations where there's Black people getting hospitalized more often than, than white people. You can see that these underlying conditions are essentially bringing to light Black people having COVID-19 a lot more and not getting the equal treatment that white people are. These underlying conditions are proof. More Black people have underlying conditions which they do not get the equal care than white people. So you can see them suffering with COVID-19 a lot more and going to the hospital. And when you were doing your research and finding statistics, did you find that Athens was sort of an anomaly or did you find that the Athens area was pretty well representative of the whole country? So Athens is a great representation, but it obviously doesn't show the full picture. A lot of these statistics that I used was more prevalent towards COVID-19. Um, but you can take any disease, like I mentioned before, and you can kind of graph or, or chart the different statistics based off that as well. And one thing I want to highlight here is a lot of people say, oh, well, there's more white people dying from COVID-19 than black people. And nobody's saying that's not true. What we're saying is black people are disproportionately being affected by COVID-19 and the hospitalizations. Uh, if you just look at Athens, right, this is where we go to school, about two thirds of the proportion of white people, two thirds of the population proportion of Athens is white and one third of the population proportion of Athens is black. But there's a lot more black hospitalizations that I highlighted in this story than white people. And that's what disproportionately means is that it's not that less white people are dying or less black people are dying. It's that comparatively to the population proportion, this isn't equal. This isn't right. Something is up. There is some sort of unequal treatment going on. There is some sort of uh, years and generations of segregation and, and discrimination that is coming to play here, especially in the healthcare field. This summer, a lot of our attention was on the COVID-19 pandemic, but also on the Black Lives Matter movement. So how do you think that movement helped bring these issues to light than maybe we had seen in previous years past? I do think that the Black Lives Matter movement had a big play in bringing to light the medical racism that exists and also the unequal treatment that exists in our uh, medical field in the United States. But I do not think that the Black Lives Matter movement was all about this. I do think that this needs more people, more research, and more advocacy. So we need to really spotlight these healthcare issues and these healthcare disparities past the Black Lives Matter movement and more to realizing it in the communities we live in, especially as students in Athens. And earlier you mentioned getting more Black kids into the STEM fields and things like that. So how do you think this problem gets solved for the future? So one of the main issues is when 
I was talking to the black student leaders that go to UGA, NAACP. What Corey Robinson from the NAACP and, and Summer Ford said practically where it was, we need to give more practical solutions in black communities than just give the superficial, this is what you've got to do. We don't realize how much these families make in these communities. And we say, hey, here's some more healthy foods. What we need is more practical solutions is this is how much family income is in this community, in this family. What can they afford to really bring to light their healthy lifestyle? So if we can actually highlight that, the best people who can highlight that are people from that community. So we really need to invest in education, in jobs, in these communities so we can see younger kids, especially young Black kids and other people of color, come out, know where they came from, communities where they came from, and really create change because they've been through it and they know what their community needs. And that was The Front Page. The Front Page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company. This episode was co-produced by Drew Hubbard and Simran Malhotra. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.